Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey everyone, I am joined by my friend and fellow actor Hasso, and we go over body image and acting in different cities and states in America. So while I play these ads coming up real quick, grab your champagne, tea, wine, water, blunt, whatever the fuck you want, and enjoy the ride. And Hasso, I said your name right. Hey. <laughs> Hey everyone, I just want to say I have three books out right now and I appreciate the support from all of you, from everyone that got my first book, Fully Androids in Phoenix, to my second, Romance in a Modern World, and my current third, Baby, Antonio's Return. Check it out at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon. You can easily just search my name, Antonio Laranzo, L-I-R-A-N-Z-O, and go get a copy, review it, love it, share it, and all the teens, okay? <laughs> It's Antonio here with Nana Tings. I have a special guest today, my actor friend that we actually go way back, I think five years at this point, Jose Juan Yasso, or le- better known as Yasso. What's up, boo? <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you doing? What up, what up? Um, good. I have not seen you in three years, four years? <laughs> three yeah, years? it's uh, 2018. Yeah. Like the end of 2018. Oh, it's been a minute. I was actually had a memory about you the other day when I went, because like when we were DMing to set this up, uh, I remember going to your apartment in Brooklyn and you made amazing, was it, did we do a Mexican night? I think it was tacos. Yes. It was like, yeah, it was Taco Tuesday. Yes. Uh, and we were all drinking and everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's been, that was, fuck, I'm 30 now. So I was 20, 25, 26. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> We, we had done a couple of different things we've done we did a barbecue we did um yeah. we had some people when we did the barbecue people were like oh i'm vegetarian so i was like oh man i forget about that so i mean like quesadillas real quick just tortillas and cheese and then we did the taco night and we man we had so many people there i was like you know what invite because we our store is huge yeah and um i was like you know what invite like 60 maybe 40 20 would show up and they're like no like 80 people showed up and people were on the roof people were in the apartment people oh, were in the place cheesy. like yeah it was taco tuesday night yeah it was fantastic. It's one of those things that you, you wish you can do that more often, but like, like now being back in Texas, everybody's like spread out. Everybody's everywhere. So you really can't just get that amount of people in there. Hello. You just sent me this correction. Um, hostile. <laughs> it's I'm, fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's, I'm so glad. I'm glad we we're saying this. So people know, um, it's the Spanish accent. Yes. Wait, yeah. So yeah. So yep. kind of like lasso, but more of a ha. So so <laughs> so <laughs> i think it's on a little like korean it was bad no <laughs> no you're no you're good and, and that's why people make fun of it they're like is it like is it oriental like hustle i'm like no it's literally just spanish j technically it's iberian which is the span spain france like that peninsula right there yeah. so it's j-a-z-o jazzo but then when you they moved to america they added an s they threw an s in there or they added two s's so it became jasso but then spanish h so it's hasso I don't know, little. So you know how J like ja ja ja, right? So I yeah. pronounce J's as ja, and I'm like, wait, wait, not every word or name is <laughs> that heavy. And just think of it. What people make you laugh? So like, if I'm kind of funny, ha 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 ha. So, yeah, so, so not yeah. okay. So if anyone listening, it's not like a hard H word. It sounds like it's from uh, Asia country. It's hasso, not hasso, hasso. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things that 
for the most part, I don't, it doesn't bother me, but then people are like, yo, that's your namesake. That's acting like you gotta let people know that. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Them, so. You should let someone know. I actually just Instagram this today about my last name. I, I got a check the other day and someone spelled my last name from Lorenzo to Lozano. And then I was promoting something and someone spelled my last name as Liz Azano, like literally three names in one. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you should apps, especially with acting, you hundred percent. You know, yeah. And I thought it was Lozano, to be honest. I thought Lozano for the longest. Everyone, I, was like, tons of, <laughs> I have a lot of friends named Lozano. I was like, oh yeah, he's Hispanic. And I'm like, no, he's Italian. It's like, well then why does he have a Spanish last name? I was like, I don't know. I'm, yeah, so my dad is from San Domingo. My mom's Italian, but my dad's dad's from Sicily. So he brought over this like Italian last mm. name, PR, and then it became this whole mix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then people think it's Lorenzo too. I get that a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Or they think it's my first name. Is my last name? My last name is my first name. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, like Lorenzo Antone. I was like, wait a yeah. minute. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. Whatever. Uh, speaking yeah. <laughs> about acting, I am proud of you. You know, you moved to Texas and well, back uh, from New York, and you've been just doing your thing. So I, I want to ask you how how's the vibe out there? How's classes? How's you know all the things, workshops and auditioning and all that? Because I honestly don't have any knowledge on it. Well, the funny thing was, I left Texas to go get yeah, you know, saying, studying right? and listening and stuff like that, and it's crazy because. It's not that I didn't need to leave Texas. There's plenty of stuff here. Um, but a lot of people would just get it from Austin. People would be in Austin. Like Dallas and uh, Houston has a big theater vibe. But like Austin's the movie. San Antonio starting to pick up in classes. And since it's an hour from Austin, you know, take the classes here. They're a lot cheaper, relatively priced compared to New York, which is it's just understandable. Yeah. But, um, you know, people have, you know, they have their, um, what is the credentials they have they you know they've gone through stuff they've produced stuff they've been in things so people are afraid like oh if i'm gonna get cl uh, classes from texas i'm not gonna get you know from somebody who knows anything but these people have done things there they've yeah. been into a lot of things so the the classes are fantastic um the vibe the communities it's not small you have to find it but um it's not just in front of you like new york you just walk into that and it's there you know yeah. um but once you find it, it it's a, it's pretty big. And it's one of those things that are people, people are grinding and, you know, they, they film stuff out here. You got plenty of shows um, to be part of the Walker uh, or Walker is a, a filming CW. Um, and that's outside of Austin. I think it's a Bastrop. Um, and then Fear the Walking Dead, I know for sure is filming out here or has been filming out here the whole time um, where the actual Walking Dead's in Atlanta. And then um hbo like just this year hbo bought a huge sound studio and um and they have you know they make their sets in the sound studio but they also go to locations and things like that around texas and netflix bought a huge property in the east side of austin so it's it's coming up and they're just trying to get like to where you film in certain places you get those kickbacks yeah. um, texas hasn't really done that yet but they're waiting for that because there's plenty of land to be bought up, up out here it's cheaper there's no state taxes so they're trying to get out here to to get that uh um initiative initiative to get out here with the tax breaks and stuff like that i i could see that because i know some agencies like uh, i believe mine they just opened an office in austin but when i, I went in liz are you part of liz allen or whatever no i'm a part of mmg but okay I, yeah they did started submitting yeah and um i was there in may for a week and just going to austin for the first time i was like wow this is like 
you know, I'm not going to say it's like the next LA or New York, but like it's, it's, it's on the road, right. Of like getting, yeah. I guess, more acting work. And like how you said, maybe the property is cheaper and I don't know, it's maybe going to be a, a, the new Atlanta of that side of, of the United States. Right. I'm assuming that like, there's starting to be a lot of productions. Have you thought though of like, so you're going to test out Texas for a bit. Have you thought about like, have you done LA before or what's your vibe of acting somewhere else or just staying in Texas and trying out? Well, the whole plan was um, I had once I made the decision to get back into acting, I was like, it's either LA or New York. Yeah. Um, my whole thing was uh, LA was the battle of the beauties kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like I don't have, I don't have the look to get in the door, but if I go to New York, I can at least work hard enough to get, you know, get yeah. in there. And um, so I, I, yeah, it's, it's crazy, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> you and, really said it perfectly. <laughs> and that's why I was like, you know what? I'm, I, I visited New York. I visited a friend out there who was also an Apple employee and um man, I, I love the vibe out there, but it's just one of those things that literally everybody is perfect. And I, and I was, I, I was on the, you know, the cusp of coming back to working out and getting back in shape and stuff like that. So I figured, Hey, New York, I'll walk around a lot, lose some weight. I'll train as much as I can and then figure out the rest. Yeah. So did that. And, um, when I came back, the plan was to, uh, save up, get a car. Cause when I moved to New York, I didn't have a car. And then, um, cause I got rid of it going to New York. So I was like, oh, no, I have to get a car again. So it was one of those things to where it's come back, get out of debt, save up, get a car, and move to Atlanta. That was the goal and everything like that. Okay. So I really didn't plan to stay in Texas, but it just one little thing after another started showing up in Texas. And I was like, okay, so things are happening. There's a lot more here than, than people think. So why not get on the first wave of all that instead of waiting till everybody to move here and then it becomes hot and then I'm still waiting to do things, you know? Yeah, you know, you you can make it. You're making it your LA, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you that that glow up boss bitch. You know what? I I agree with you. Sometimes, I so I'm sort of going through this right now. Um, I was supposed to move to LA a month ago, right? I've always had my vision of like, okay, I'm gonna be a successful actor, dancer, all that shit out there. But just similar to you, I you know, I'm not gonna like mention any project names, obviously, just due to NDA shit. But like, you and I have message on Facebook, and like, I just feel like you are starting to find really good like little things here and there that are going to start building up and it's happening to me in new york right now where i'm like okay do i not move do i just ride this wave and then see what happens you know instead of rushing because it it's so scary in our industry right like one minute you're hot one minute you're not or it's like the battle of the beauties like you said like you don't there's so much there's politics there's looks there's so much involved so it's one of the things where it's like i'm doing well in new york do i i i think i shouldn't leave yet because it took me 10 fucking years of networking here just to even get these like little spots yeah i don't know (laughs) i I think the the thing to think about is this too is like just be good so good that they can't ignore you regardless where you're at you can be in north dakota and they'll find you it'll be harder to find you but it's one of those things that you know you put the work in your stuff's going to get out there regardless it may take a little longer than you'd like but it's one of those things that you know stay the course regardless because the only way it's not gonna happen is if you stop but you're you're not so much lucky you're just blessed to be in a spot to where you can dance i don't know if you sing but you can also act and do all these different things to where to me i'm like man i'm just acting and and i don't even know how good i am so i'm like if this doesn't you know go i don't have nothing to fall back on so that's why one of the things that like maybe i should learn singing i'm like i like to dance doesn't mean i'm good (laughs) it's one of those things that like with acting like you you got to push 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 and you're who somebody said it was something like we're professional auditioners with uh paid vacations yes yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that like you just gotta literally and for me it stinks because 
you know, everybody gets that imposter syndrome. And for me, like everything's starting to get good. You're like, mm, am I really doing this though? Is it, am oh my I gosh, really good right? for it? Yes. Yeah. I've been having, dude, I just had that thought. Like, so I had that thought a few weeks ago when I started booking a lot and then I was like, okay, shut up, Antonio, you got this. And then it just happened two days ago out of nowhere. Right. Like I'm just like on the subway and I'm like, why am I talking to myself as if like, I don't deserve this. And it really does suck. Like, I love that I'm seeing your like affirmation board right now and your manifestation. And we need these reminders because you know, it's brutal out here. (laughs) And it's one of those things that like, I always think back, like the whole, what if situation, I hate that shit to where people are like, you know, what if I would have did, you know, acting right out of high school? Cause right out of high school, I was very cocky. It was like, I did well in football. I I did well with acting. We have a thing called UIL university and university interscholastic league or something. It's basically a competition for like acting uh, numbers, which is like a statistical back and forth thing. Um, it's just a competition with high schools and um, we have it's called one act play meaning that you have to do the whole play in one act you have 30 minutes to perform a whole thing everybody gets the same um equipment for your your st- your scene or your setup so you get like a platform a ramp two pillars like everybody gets the exact same setup like you know three of these three of these two of those whatever and you get to make your your scene and we did like um oh gosh i can't even think of any of the names well the biggest one was buddy um the diviners buddy layman was a, a, a handicapped kid mentally handicapped to where it was um uh he was drowned he almost drowned and his mom saved him but the mom died in saving him spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen it or read the play yes. um and it's just one of those things that it was a great play and i had to play that kid and i felt bad because i was like i didn't want to do it to where it was disrespectful but at the same time like i didn't want to hold back so it was one of those things i did really well we went to state you know we just did really well yeah. And, um, you know, when you win awards, you know, you start puffing yourself up. And I was in high school. So, you know, and I also played sports. So I did the whole head rule on the man kind of thing. <laughs> is going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I, if, but if I would have went to acting right after that, it would have been so bad because I would have applied for everything. I would have been like, what do you mean? No, I can't play Martin Luther King. I'm a great actor. And it's like, yeah, but the, the game has changed. The game is different. The game is about, can you portray the certain person do you look like the person it's not just your acting skills so i look nothing like martin luther king i wouldn't have thought that you know back in the day i would have been like i could pull it off and it's just one of those things that you know now i know the no's are not because i'm not good enough the no's are just we you you don't fit this actual role and that's what i'm trying to learn and i i wouldn't have learned that as a young kid being older getting back into acting i now know that the no's are not because of me it's just that project's not right for me which is fine doesn't mean i'm not going to get anything else so my whole goal is to book the room now. So when I get in there, I'm just trying to be a good person, a good, you know, good additioner. So when they say, hey, we got something else for you that you may be good for. I don't care about, it's not that I don't care about the role that I'm auditioning for, but the main goal out of all that is to book that one room. So those people get me for something else. So that's the, my goal. But yeah, man, it's, it's hard because the nose and the uh, you know, that imposter syndrome of trying to, hey, man, I'm a nobody from nobody. Why should I get this role? Why should, you know? Why should this be an opportunity for me? So it's a real bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally. I want to bring up work ethic really quick because I think you have a great work ethic and I take pride in my work ethic as well. But, you know, you made a comment before we went online about, you know, some people that need a reel or some kind of, even if it's submission for a day, right? Because sometimes submitting yourself could take 20 or 30 minutes, which honestly is not bad when you're your own brand. Yeah. But anyway, some people are lazy. So you brought up a good point though, where it's like, I think some of my actor friends or just some people that are like, oh, I'm getting nothing or like, you know, like 
my resume is not good enough or real. And I'm like, have you submitted it? They go, no. And I'm like, you, you can't like our art. It's an investment that it, it's, you invest classes, looks, fitness. Time is an important time, thing. Time, sleep, like even being well rested <laughs> for set life. Like there's so much into hydra- hydration. Like your body alone is an investment for your work. Cause you acting, you're literally damaged. All your day I drink your water. Body. Exactly. So I love how prepared you are because like for the listeners, obviously you're not going to see this video, but in his, in his background, he has everything, cameras, mics, all, all the things. And that's amazing that you do that though, because a lot of actors, a lot of them are lazy and I'm not going to lie. I had my own moment. Like when I, so I started acting at 21 and from 21 to about 25, 26, I was like, oh, no one submitted me. I got signed to an agency, but I knew shit. I just would sit there weekly and be like, okay, I'm waiting for my agent and tell me like when there's an audition. I didn't realize this whole time I could have went on cast and networks or actors access and been submitting myself for everything. And mm-hmm. it really, you know, it's that mind switch of being like, no, you are in control of your future, of your career. Um, and I think you're doing that well too, right? Like, I feel like you got, you came back to Texas, you're doing your thing, you have all your shit. So it's like, it, when you put that switch on, you start manifesting it. I think the hard part, you know, don't paint me as a saint. It's one of those things that I struggled. And yes, you hear about, you know, all these people in show business who get their starts, like the guy from, um, he did Snake Eyes, the gentleman, Crazy Rich uh, Asians, the, the main actor. They literally found him in a mall. I was like, hey, have you ever thought about acting? And people would love that dream. You know what I mean? He, he did three feature films, like number two or three on the roster. So, um, yeah, that's amazing. But then you got to think of the work ethic. Yep. Just because you get something like that doesn't mean it's going to keep happening like that. So you have to have a work ethic. He's lucky that he's like, you know what? I like this and he's grinding. Cool. Perfect for him. But there's people who do that one show and then disappear because they didn't know how hard it is to stay in here. You know, um, I, I think that people forget the business part of show business and, and you, you're, you're a business. You're, you're the brand. You're your billboard. You're your own person. You're the CEO, the CFO, the um you know, well, you, until you get big enough to get somebody to pr- uh, promote you, but you literally got to be your own cheerleader, everything. And um, I, I just hate it hearing excuses. And, and it's one of those things when people tell you, oh, I'm not getting submitted. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. It's that, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Are you fixing it? Are you changing it? Are you doing it? Because if you, you know, you fish with the same bait, you're catching the same fish kind of thing. Well, change it up, do something different. So I, I got tired of excuses when people were like, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm like, well, let me get it. Uh, you know, stop that excuse. So I'm like, okay, I got the lights now. So what's the next excuse? Yeah, but I don't have any scripts. Cool. I bought tons of plays. We can go through them and figure it out. Or we can go on Actors Access and give you the sides for other shows. Cool. I got that. Oh, but I just don't think that like, t- tell me something. I got a Canon M50. I got an iPhone. I got, you know, I got lenses for my f- iPhone now. I got an anamorphic lens to make it have like cool, um, whoever does the alien show, I forget his name, the director that does a lens flare and everything. Like I have one of those now, like I have a drone. Like you literally can't tell me something that we can't do ourselves. (laughs) Microphones. I got those reflective shears, you know, soft light, soft boxes. I got literally everything, but it's that business side of it. You got to hustle. You got to grind because the only difference between you and somebody else, because you get the same 24 hours. It's what are you going to do with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we may see a lot of great actors in our time that are also great businessmen, but we don't see a lot of great actors because they just don't know the business side of it. You know, and there's people who aren't great actors, but they know the business side of it. And they're the ones getting the work because they know the business. Yeah. So learn, you know, you got to learn both sides, but you know, I, I like to audiobook and um, listen to different things. And Audrey helps actors, great podcast. Um, turn, uh, it turned me on from um, my friend, Carmen. She showed me that. 
And it's one of those things that she talks business and she doesn't shit. She doesn't, you know, fake it, hide it or anything like that. She literally tells you straight up what to expect. You're going to get a lot of no's like the company or the industry's shit at times. But if you grind, you know, there is a place for you there. Yeah, absolutely. I want to switch, you know, we're talking about investment and body and stuff. I want to talk a little bit about body image. You know, you brought up a really good point about the stress. You know, I, I think media obviously stresses a lot, right? Whether you're female, male, non-binary, you know, I, there's just so much in, in image um, and, and media. Have you have you felt like as an actor that um, this body perfectionism, especially in LA, right, where, you know, you do see a lot of models get the upper hand and just the reality of it, right? Like some some producers or cast directors will pick, uh, you know, what a, what's hot in their view, right? Or what society thinks is sexy yeah. or liberal, even if they're not a good actor, they know the business or their look. So have you ever had um, like this kind of pressure affect your own body image? I mean, when I was younger, yeah, you, you want to be the, the yeah. six pack and the big arms and stuff like that. Um, you know, for me, end game and the end goal is, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and stuff like that. And uh, iconic. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things that they're, they're just the great messages are trying to push the kids and stuff like that. You got to, you know, kids understand that you literally can be anything you want to be but you got to put the work in. It's not just going to happen by itself kind of thing. But for the body image, it's one of those things to where now it's not that big of a deal because I understand being older, but the tides are turning, which is great. Yes. You know, character actors and they want people with shape and they want people with color and things like that. I, I appreciate that. But it used to be back in the day and people still make fun of stuff like, and this isn't back in the day, it's recent. Uh, Scarlett Johansson in uh, Ghost in the Shell, that was oh an gosh, anime. Yes, yes. You know, um, the, the last samurai was Tom Cruise. Like, get out of here with that shit. Like, you're not the last samurai. You would be, you wouldn't even supposed to be over there. Like, how are you the last samurai? Get out of here. Like, how do they miss the one white guy on the field kind of thing? <clears throat> I just don't get it. But it's one of those things that um, now it's not that big of a deal, but I, I stress and I want to be an advocate against it because there's just so much, you know, crap. And literally that's what it is, is crap. You got people, guys, fake implants for their calves trying to make themselves a little taller with the little, yes. little things fake beards or whatever just so they can look cooler girls with fake everything kind of thing and i say that because of the body parts yes. but um it, it's it's a struggle because those kids are going to be born from those people who are implanted and injections and stuff like that they're going to be born looking nothing like their parents and um now they're going to struggle to be like i want to look like my mom i want to look like that and now they're going to have to follow the same because that's the only way they're going to get there so where I want people to understand it's perfectly cool to be yourself whether you know i had a friend that would call herself or her she had a, a big nose so she goes like schnoz whatever she goes i love my schnoz and uh i thought to me that was hilarious and that's when i started learning like you know if i have a gut cool but if if you don't want it then do something about it and i don't mean like get liposuction shit like that or you know gastric bypass i understand sometimes that's a thing that is needed to you know get a jump start you just your whole life your genetics you're fighting genetics and that's hard but even then like you know, eat better, move, move more, things like that, sleep better, drink tons of water, all that stuff, just be healthier. And even being a little thicker and, and healthy is fine. Like I'm okay with that. But I know that the industry is a very material thing. So if I'm going to look like a superhero that can lift a bus, I got to look like I'm strong. Yeah. If I'm going to, you know what I mean? If I'm an action hero, I can't have a big old gut and breathing heavy when I run two blocks. So it's one of those things that I understand that it's a thing. It, it is a bad thing. And I want to be able to be you know, down the road, you know, on cover magazines, have it in my, my 
there's a name for it, my contract, but it's an actual name. That's like, I don't want to be Photoshopped. I don't need to have my, my wrinkles smooth. I don't need to have my gut trimmed off. I'm like, I am what I am, man. And if you like it, cool. That's the reason why you're looking at me. That's the reason why you hired me is because I'm a certain way. Like, if you don't like it, tough. But it's one of those things that kids shouldn't have to struggle mentally and also with that whole body image thing. Like, it, it's sad right now, but I just want to be able to be a positive light on that as far as, hey, if you got something that doesn't look right, you know, I got birthmarks, I got wrinkles in my face, I'm cool and all that stuff. And, um, you know, just one of those things that hopefully we can change it for the good. Yeah, that's um, that's a really good mindset to have because I definitely, there, I have a lot of body dysmorphia. I've, I'm definitely better where, where I am in, in life now. But when I lost weight at 20, I used to be 250. I dropped to 175. Now I'm back up to 200 because like I just been working out, toning. And, but I'm at a place too where like, yeah, the entertainment industry in the beginning when I was younger, I was definitely like, oh my God, I need a six pack. I need a V cut, yada, yada, yada. But now I'm like, Nah, like I'm thick, I'm curvy. Um, I don't have abs, but I'm pretty successful in my own standard of success. So you're right. I, I think we're in an era where, you know, of course you're going to have still some old school people that are either casting or directing where they want that, you know, what old Hollywood is or body wise, but the modern people yeah. or the, the, the progressive future people. Dad, bod, dad bod's hot, you know? <laughs> it is though. It honestly, like, even, okay, so- when I date now, it's like, even back then in the, in the gay side of things, like you would want like the guy with the six pack or the V cut, yada, yada. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely some gays out there that still want that. Right. But I've been seeing some of my friends, at least, and myself included, where we are, we're not basing like our dating on like how the guy's stomach is, um, which is nice. It's a nice movement and subcultures yeah. and just everything. Right. Um, Cause all bodies are beautiful. And, um, yeah. you know, Hollywood sets the tone of trends in America. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're seeing more. I, I want more, um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for me, it's also too, like when you're dating, if you're going to be active, you want somebody who wants to be active with you. It's not because you yes. want somebody who's, you know, looking hot and all that stuff. But, you know, if I want to go hiking, I don't want somebody who's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Like you want to be with somebody who has the same thing. So if that's you, great. If it's not you, then great. But you also got to accept people for who they are. So sometimes you know, that whole active thing is not for people. Sometimes people have, you know, issues to where they can't go, um, like, um, what is it called? When you can't do uh, high altitudes, you know, what if you're dating somebody who can't hike and then because of that can literally kill them. Like you, you, you have to pay attention to who you're with. And at the same time, you got to find that middle ground. But um, I'm glad that th- there's a change coming as far as, you know, all these movements with having, because not everybody looks like six pack and, you know, big biceps, not, that's not a normal, that's not an, an average thing so now they're going to hey we want people who identify with the blue collar workers with the everyday joe and stuff like that yeah absolutely um i want to talk about one other topic that you know we were talking about before uh seasonal depression so i i do a lot about mental health on my podcast and i think this is a topic that i really didn't really get to cover and earlier this year when restrictions were so crazy i had a moment in january where i was like fuck I I just was not myself I was like waking up and my body was feeling achy I was out of it I wasn't even excited to like write poetry or anything and I realized it's because we were locked indoors in the city with snow it's cold and there's COVID so there you know clubs are closed like there's only outdoor dining you're not going to want to do outdoor dining in New York so for me I felt in this like seasonal depression and I'm and I'm outspoken everyone knows about my story like I have anxiety I'm on medicine for it but I've never really um experienced depression 
And it was a really weird feeling. And I know you were touching a little bit based on experiencing seasonal depression. So how, what's your experience with that? Um, it sucks. <laughs> it literally sucks because it's one of those things that for me, I, I've been, like I said, I've been blessed to never have to deal with like headaches and, and allergies and things like this. So when depression hit me, I didn't know what it was. You know, when I moved to New York, I was super excited just being in New York. When I grew up watching Home Alone and all these movies in New York and the snow and the Rockefeller tree and the Central Park, for me, it was like, yo, I'm living a life that I was never, that was never really written for me. I was a poor kid growing up with a big family kind of thing. So that was never really in the cards for me to be in New York, living in New York, maybe visiting, yeah. that might've been a thing, but like actual living in New York, you know, jogging in Central Park, like a normal person. And um, the next year was a little harder because there's like snow hit. And um, I, to me, it was okay. But then it was one of those things that I just didn't want to get out of bed. Like you wake up, you look at the ceiling for another hour or two. Then you're like, I still got 20 minutes before I can get up and catch a train to get to work. I still yeah. got 10 minutes to get up. I got five minutes and then you barely get to work. And literally it was so bad. I, I, I lost my job because of that. I lost the job with you guys at Apple because of that, because of having that depression, not be able to get to work on time to where I'm like, I got 10 minutes to get the last train and I get the train, but then you know how the trains are oh, sorry, you know, it took 30 minutes to get here. And sorry for train traffic, we had to stop. It took you 30 minutes to get here. And yet you had to stop for traffic in front of you. There's no traffic. How is there traffic yeah. if you took you 30 minutes, you know? So showed up late enough times for me to, you know, lose my job, whatever. And um, and that's never happened, you know, to be at that age. I don't know, I was like maybe 36, 37. And um, for me to to lose a job that I loved, the people I loved for the first time ever really losing a job. Like, how do you, how does that happen? You know, I'm pretty straight laced. Um, and growing up, you know, it's depression. I thought depression was just literally, Hey, weak-minded cowboy the fuck up and let's go. And, um, you know, doing research, not doing research, but reading research and taking classes, understanding how to, ex how to talk with people with depression is one of those things that it's that chemical imbalance in your brain that uh. literally this is it. There's no other, like life sucks. This is how it is. And I either got accepted or not. And, um, and I didn't like that at all. So you know, I was, I had plenty of great friends around, so I did well, but um, even with being a very high functioning depression, you know, kind of thing, I don't think it was anxiety. It was literally just being sad because you're in a world with the most people, you're in a city with the most people and you literally feel alone. I mean, you know, walking down uh, Brooklyn when it's snowing, nobody's out there. And I love doing that. But at the same time, that just didn't help any for my depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you go to Times Square and there's tons of people and you literally feel like just a number and all these people, like, where do you play? What's my role in this whole vast universe kind of thing? And that those questions don't help because you're just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not leaving. I'm not changing my legacy. I'm not uh, changing the world. I'm just here. And, uh, you know, that the whole seasonal depression stinks. And and now I'm, I'm lucky to be, you know, I'm in Texas. We don't really get that type of weather. So I, I don't really feel as depressed. Um, you know, I lost my dad in April. So that brings up stuff. But it's one of those things that it's day to day, but at the same time, it's uh, it's how you deal with it or who you're with to deal deal with it. So I'm, you know, I've been lucky for all this stuff too. Or I have a good company, good community around me, good family, a great family. So when it comes to having that depression or anxiety or anything like that, I've been lucky to to have it handled or dealt with. So I'm I'm proud of you. Thanks for being vulnerable, by the way. Um, it takes a lot to share that. And thank you for also doing research Well, well studying research. I, I think it's really important to be insightful to this and educated on, you know, different kinds of depressions and stuff like that, because seasonal depression is a thing. 
Um, weather affects it. The feeling of emptiness affects it. Um, it's just so much thing. Climate, like there's just, yeah. Um, a lot goes into it and, and how we feel and we're all different with our biochemistry, right? And also I do want to say about work, you were one of the best, by the way. Um, you were so loved at work. So you were one of my favorites, Avi. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just want to say that you were an amazing employee. So yeah, we uh, lost a good one. And also yeah. sorry about um, your loss as well. But you're, you're doing this, boy. You're, you're strong. <laughs> yeah. My whole thing is I definitely want to leave, you know, something that um, lasts a lot longer than my body does on this earth. I want to be able to change it. And, um, you know, people, you know, give me a hard time whenever I talk about money and money, money, money. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's all you care about? I'm like, well, yeah, because money gives you options. Like, you can't change the world being poor. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can only do so much. And, and I don't like talking like in New York when I would go to, um, oh, what's that chicken store down the road? That like chicken strips or whatever. Oh my uh, God. Uh, Siggy's? Yes. So <laughs> there was a, there was a guy that would be outside and asking, he, he wouldn't ask for money. He would ask for food. So I'd go in there and ask for like two meals or whatever and, and take him a meal and eat with them. If I was with somebody, I'd eat with them. And I try to do that to meet people and, and to talk better with them. So um, Jonathan Green, the opera, yes, like yes. I, I asked him to lunch and, and stuff like that. So go eating with people that you never really talk to and just inviting them to have fun. But if I was by myself, I'd go eat with a guy outside, a homeless guy. And um, I'll tell him everything because I, he might think I was crazy and I was cool with that. But it's one of those things that I literally want to change the world as far as helping people. And it's when I say I want to be a billionaire, it's not money wise. It's I want to help a billion people. To me, that's a billionaire. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that people got to understand with seasonal depression, it may not be with just the seasons. It's also like, hey, you lost a job that, you know, that's, that's a season that you're going through. Hey, you had a breakup. That's a season you're going through. You lost a loved one. That's a grief that you have to go through. And all that looks different for everybody different. I may be perfectly fine, but dying inside of people may be physically seeing them, you know, so you just got to understand that people are going through stuff that you never know and you never, they may never tell you, um, but just be kind. It's so easy to be kind. It's hard to be, you have to go out of your way to be a dick. People don't understand that. Yeah. So it's super easy to be nice. And I don't know why more people aren't that. So that's why my whole thing is being or putting the kind back in mankind. That's my whole thing I'm trying to do. So we'll see. Oh, that's, that's so sweet. Billionaires helping a billion people. That's amazing. Um, I feel like you gave already such good advice, but I usually when I end off a podcast or we wrap up, I always say like, what would be advice that you would give, right? So for you, if there was a new artist DMing you right now or, or someone that feels like they have that imposter syndrome, right? What would, what would be advice that you would give them to keep on going and chasing their dreams? I love, okay. So when people say I've tried everything, I've tried everything and I'm not getting anything. I'm doing this. I do that. I've tried, I've tried everything. I'm just tired of it. I'm not grabbing anything. The whole thing I would ask is, have you tried not giving up? Ooh, okay. You know what I mean? You say you tried everything, but keep going and see what happens you've tried giving up because you're already talking about like hey, how it's not working all this other stuff you're already like hands in the air and all that stuff have you tried not giving up and just keep going because people always worry about what if it goes bad what if it what if this happens what if that happens? yeah but what if it doesn't i talked to risa i remember risa was telling us when we were at store and she talked about um they're gonna go to pa for like a, a carnival whatever six flags whatever they have in pa and they're gonna go but they're like it might rain so you guys ain't going just because it might rain <laughs> what if it what if it doesn't rain you know what i mean like just still go and even if it does rain who cares like people do that at disney it rains and people leave the park i'm like you guys are idiots it stops raining and now you're all gone what happens now like yeah so it's one of those things that you never know there's so much 
opportunity in the unknown. Yeah, it can go bad, but it can go fucking amazing for you too. You won't know until you try. So it's one of those things that just don't give up. Keep grinding. Don't grind you, you know, with your head down, but make sure you're looking at the opportunities. That's the problem that I think I had when I was younger, just working hard. And I was working hard on giving opportunities away to everybody else, but I wasn't paying attention. So now, you know, work with your head up, kind of pay attention. Yeah, we have the more obligation to when we reach the top, send the elevator back down for other people. But, yeah, you know, just don't give up. And I know that may sound cliche, like not give up and stuff like that. But it's one of those things that literally the only way this won't happen for you is if you just stop. If you keep going, it will happen. It may take a little longer than you'd like, but it will happen regardless. You will find roles. You will get placed. You know, somebody's going to eventually see you and want you for, you're going to be perfect for something, but if you're not there, you won't get it. So it's one of those things. Just don't give up. Yeah. Well said. And uh, I don't think you give yourself credit sometimes. I want you to know you are such a positive person and you, like I said, at work, you brought this positive energy that people just love to be around you. Or like when you fed us and you did cooking things, like we, yeah, it's just so nice to see you years later and that you haven't changed. Um, I love that you still have this uh, positive approach and you're going to go far with anything that you do. And you know that, I, I hope you know that. Um, you oh, ran- I'm an asshole to myself. I'm, I'm probably <laughs> the worst person that if I, you heard the things I said to myself, you'd be like, oh, don't talk to yourself. Like that. Don't talk to anybody like that. But it's one of those things that I expect more out of me. So that's why I'm really hard on myself. And it, it's, I have to do more. I have to you know, help everybody. I have a, like a hero complex and I really want to change the world. So I'm really hard on myself, but I, I, I try to give myself grace. Like, Hey, like it didn't happen this time. It's fine. It's just keep going and make it happen. Yeah. You got this. Well, thank you for being on this and I'm going to say it right. Hasso. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I would love to have you on again and I'm excited to see you know, just the, the people that are listening right now, he is he is low-key killing in, you know, so much. We're, we're about to be on our glow up. I won't say it too much, but I'm excited to see what we both actually do in, in our oh, right now. Hang tight. You got, I, got yeah, so right? I feel like, I don't know, I'm excited. I, I, I'm really yeah. excited to touch base with you and then do a follow-up and really just see what happens from like now to like, God knows, who knows, right? Universe knows. Now until like three months from now, it's I'm supposed to, I'm I'm doing this challenge and I'm just trying to, and it's not a challenge with anybody. I'm just trying to lose more weight, get in better shape, do more auditioning. I want to be a professional at auditioning because, you know, yeah. people make the mistake of auditioning only when they get something. Not, you, you know what I mean? Like you don't want your practice to be on the, something that's legit, like game time. You want to get your practice done before the game. So I'm trying to get that done, but I'm, you know, glow up kind of glow up kind of thing. So Hey, get it. (laughs) (laughs) It was great having you. And um, I will talk to you later. Hi, brother. Love you. I love you. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.